Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode <laughs> well, of... Welcome to the calm and peaceful <laughs> Hello and Adieu episode, where John and Mathis actually get to sit next to each other again. It's a privilege to it, be able to do it in the same room. It really is. Yeah. I look forward to every time that we get to do an episode in the same room now. Because it's, like, it's, much easier. It's so much easier. In a lot easier. of ways. It changes the premise of the show, though. It's... it's 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 I guess, totally it's totally different from eh. two long distance friends <laughs> yeah catch up every week you know but yeah who cares it's better this way anyways yeah uh so we had a very interesting episode it is it's a different tone than we usually do and i think it is because we're sitting next to each other yeah um well also last week we were broadcasting right which gave us a broadcast almost radio yes. voice feel. and we had to like talk louder and now mm-hmm. we're just like very soft because we don't have to yell because we're literally like 10 like not even 10 inches one inch from each other and when we lose the internet connection we don't stop hearing each other exactly which is brilliant brilliant uh, brilliant <laughs> you can tell them what we uh gosh we talked about a lot of different movie things just because yeah. a lot of different stuff was going on uh hell or high, hell or high water was one of my favorite movies this year and i just got john to watch it so that was really exciting we talked about that we talked about uh westworld a little bit we're almost at the end of westworld Mm -hmm. westworld actually will be over when this episode comes out yeah we talked about the the mummy teaser we talked about the guardians of the galaxy volume 2 teaser we talked about the belco experiment trailer if you don't know what i'm talking about um look it up and you can hear our thoughts about it uh outside of that we talked about tommy lauren and trevor noah tommy lauren of final thoughts and trevor noah of the daily show had a really good debate and we had a lot of thoughts about it. We actually yeah. watched it together before we recorded this episode. Yeah. And after that, we talked about basically the statistical circumstance if the whole world were made up of 100 people. And it's just, it's a thought experiment. It's a thought exercise yeah, to it, remind you of who you are in a sense. It breaks it down into like, how many people would believe a certain religion? How many people have yeah. clean water, have shelter, are male, female, things like that. And it's actually really cool. Um, and we hope you guys like it. Yeah. Yeah. But you can always uh, hit us up at our email. Hello uh, mm-hmm. and gmail.com. H-E-L-L-O-A-N-D-A-D-I-U at gmail.com. Um, we would love to talk about things you guys want us to talk about. So <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Email us. You can uh, t- connect with us on Twitter if you want at hello and adieu. And as always, rate, subscribe, and review us on iTunes because li- somehow that helps people find us. And it actually does, does, actually. Yeah. We've gotten a few emails of people that have found us through that. So, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. Have a good time. Hello, John. Mathis. Hello. <laughs> Mathis. Mathis. This is actually very different. Even though, okay, first of all, we're in the same room again, guys. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. I know. This is crazy. Which is actually odd. And we we're actually in premise. Chicago this time. Yeah. So we were in LA last weekend, and now we're in Chicago this weekend. And what's different yeah. about it, though, is because last weekend we were looking at Facebook Live the whole time. And yeah. now we're like literally just sitting next to each other on a couch, like, like looking each I, other in the eye. <laughs> it's actually very intimate and um, it's actually kind of fun. Yeah, it's a, it's very odd. It is actually very Only odd. Only because we've done almost 50 episodes not doing this. Yeah. This must be how everybody does it though. Seriously. If you think about it. Seriously. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully sometime soon. So we're recording on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> Diary entry. We are recording on a Saturday. Captain's log. December 2nd. It was a <laughs> the Saturday. The Christmas lights bordered the windows as the <laughs> frost. That is true. That is true. We it have Christmas lights around us. And when we wake up, it may very well be snowing, which would be very exciting for me because I do not see And it will snow. be uh, very depressing to me because <laughs> I hate the snow and my fingers turn white because I have a phenomenon called the Renowns phenomenon. You're going to be like... Hello, darkness, I'm a ghost. my old friend. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to be like white. the kids in Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> it's snowing! <laughs> and I'll be like just huddled inside with like a, a warm mug. Just like longing to be outside with all my friends that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be great to be outside with my friends. Wow, it would be great to have friends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that anyway, was so funny. That was... Uh, so tomorrow, season finale of Westworld. Oh yeah, that's it's, where we're starting. It's yeah, <laughs> that's where we're starting. Yeah, that's where we're. No, ending. yeah, we've both been very into this uh, show. It's my new favorite show, actually, of all time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet because <clears throat> it's really hard to judge a show just based on how you feel in the middle of it. You know, right? You got to like get into it further. Like, for example, Breaking Bad good first season but you're like i don't know if it's one of my favorite shows and then you get to the end and you're like that is one of the best shows that's ever been made for sure mm, i don't agree but i, I get your you, point i know that you don't agree yeah <laughs> but i do get your point point. and but this I, this like the whole season is just like taking you on this journey and it's like gonna it's come so to effective. a peak tomorrow and i don't know i'm kind of nervous but in a good way yeah absolutely nervous in a good way i there's not enough people watching it, in my opinion I think a lot of people are watching it, though. Okay, no one I'm talking to is watching it. Really? Like I, know, I guess that's true. I know a handful of people who are watching it, and everyone else is like, why are you guys watching that show? And I'm like, why are you not? I bet it'll be something people end up watching. That I was think the same with Breaking Bad. Yeah. Where, like, nobody was watching it until the third season. Well, yeah, hopefully. It was, like, a small audience, a little bigger, a mm-hmm. little bigger, boom. Yeah, and we, we actually have differing opinions on the twists and turns that have come from this show, which we're mm-hmm. not going to talk about yet. Um, but we are going to do an episode on yes, it. Yes. Uh, in, I don't know, the upcoming weeks probably. But uh, yeah, we definitely have seen the show in a different kind of way. So it'll be interesting to talk about it in full. Yeah, there's a lot of philosophical ideas brought up that I just want to like ping yeah. pong on this show. I think that... Ping pong. Ping pong. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to rewatch all of it before we do I think episode. I should too. Yeah, and just sit there with a notebook and just be like, okay, what is this show? It's definitely one doing? of those shows, like, once you know the characters and you actually understand kind of what's going on, going back and watching it, mm-hmm. you, you'll end up seeing a lot of things. All of those details that, that you they missed. loaded in. Yeah. 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 I, um, same way, like, you already kind of said this, but the same way that we just broke down the last season of Game of Thrones, like, yeah. we went spoiler for spoiler, whatever we wanted to say, mm-hmm. and just uploaded that as a special episode. We're going to do that for. Westworld. 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 Yeah. And just look really deep at it and decide what we think about it. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. It's, I haven't been this pumped about it. Well, I mean, we had a good year for TV because it was actually a good Game of Thrones season. That's true. But, but like, I don't know. This is really awesome. Yeah. It's really awesome. I'm excited about it. If you guys haven't watched it, just go watch it. <laughs> In other news, uh, we just watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume T- 2 trailer. And we watched it 
twice because it was that good it was good and i yeah. could probably have watched it honestly five more times i think i, I do think so too yeah. just, i almost asked you to play it again actually like <laughs> we'll watch probably it watch it actually time? after we're done recording yeah yeah it's just it has such a tone to it that is so different than any other movie it's so playful it's so funny and just all the characters have mm-hmm. such different quirks like we were just we were talking about drax and drax is just so such a weird he's so quirky good. character <sighs> and yeah. like we we're talking about how like only like the person who plays Drax has to play it in such a way that it doesn't come across uh, aggressive and not funny. Cause yeah, like if, every comedy that comes out now where yeah. you're just like, can you calm down? Like that's not funny like, if you just scream. Exactly. And you need the yeah. right person to play it because mm-hmm. otherwise it'll feel forced and it won't feel real. But with him, it's because Drax is such like a non, he's a very concrete character. Like in the first one, like you can't say abstract things mm-hmm. like those weird, I can't he's even a think of one off. Yeah, he's, he's not very literal. Yeah. And so, like, playing Like, that, oh, I just want to kill myself. I'm so tired. He's like, I will help you kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I will do that. I will go get you the noose. And it's hard to play that type of character um, mm-hmm. just in a way that's believable. And he does it so well. Well, we didn't know a lot about Drax when they were marketing the first one because it was it's very hard to just give you that character yeah. in a trailer. But now you can watch the this teaser for the second one. It's and then so they do funny. the, like, over-the-top literal, like just straightforward personality and everyone's laughing because now we know who drax is yeah that, and that will be nice that they don't have to kind of tell us who these characters are mm-hmm. which really although they, it didn't bog it down at no, all in the first one that's what i was were thinking just like, too okay now you know moving on yeah yeah it's gonna be so fun i'm glad it you know when you clicked on it i was like oh it's gonna be a little as like all sequels now they're like okay let's empire strikes back the series yeah they didn't do that at least not in the marketing they were no. just like this is just really silly and fun and you're gonna have a good time watching it mm-hmm. and we already know that it's gonna be heartfelt because the first one was heartfelt so it's like you don't have to show us yeah. the like marvel approach where they're always like all right are you ready it's about to get really serious what i am we might make some jokes yeah exactly <laughs> what i am worried about though is they're gonna have to start connecting it to the uh, Avengers world because they're going to be in the Infinity War movies. Mm. So I wonder if you're, we're going to see like a little forced uh, plot in Connectivity. there. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. The first one just had the liberty to just. Yeah. And this one actually feels like it does to. as well. So I hope yeah. they. Yeah. I James think so. Gunn seems to like understand that world of Guardians. And so I bet he'd find a way to put it in there. Yeah. Naturally. I remember. I remember reading his. Because uh, he was one of the finalist directors. Mm hmm. And he, for Marvel, whenever they were competing for the director position, he just came in, he was saying in this interview, he came in and he just said things in a way that no one else was saying them. He was like, this is why. He's a nerd at heart. Yeah. And he was like, this is why I understand Guardians better than anybody else you can find for this movie. Because I know this and I know this. I understand outsiders. I understand how to make a talking raccoon work in a movie. (laughs) And like. A tree. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which I did not realize that. Groot would be baby Groot the, the whole, entire yeah. sequel, but it looks like he actually will be. And that's such a good move. Cause I mean, people love move. Groot, yeah. but I you know, it's kind of like, we don't want to see that Groot. Ag- I mean, we would love to see Groot in any form, but it gives it like a whole new way to love Groot by yeah. making him a baby. Yeah. It's like, that. what would be funny for the sequel? Let's make him the size of your hand yeah. instead of making him the size of two of you. Exactly. So that, that was an actually really smart move on their part. Yeah, and speaking of James Gunn, I was just about to say that. Oh my god! I was say, wait, he, speaking of James Gunn, and then you cut me off, and uh, I don't even care. He did another movie, and I guess it was his passion project, from what Mathis told me. I believe um, it is. I don't yeah. even know what it, I know. It's Belk something. The Belko Ex- experiment. He wrote 
and produced it. And we watched the trailer today while we were at a coffee shop because, <laughs> oh. oh my God, we're so classy. Uh, but oh, it looks man. so intense. Yeah. The whole time. It looks I, like The Purge, but better. Yeah. It's like a mix between Purge and Saw and um, pretty much they're in this office and there's this like person over the intercom telling them, you know, they have to kill a certain amount of people before this time or they're going to kill like double the amount of people. And so it really gives you a lot of these ethical dilemmas where it's like, do we kill two people to save everyone? And kind of, you know, that moral argument, Mm -hmm. which is very tough. And that's why I'm against the idea of absolute truth because two different people can look at that situation and you can make an argument for Mm -hmm. both sides as to what's the right thing to do. Exactly. And both are technically right. I mean, you, you can make an argument saying that we should save everyone and that no one should kill anyone, even though everyone would die because, you know, we're not killing. And you can make the argument that killing two people is much better than letting 60 people die. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I hope it, I th- like, follows through. Like, the movie is actually as good as we think it yeah, will be. Yeah, that's what we were saying when we watched the trailer. Like, just let that that parable feeling of it blossom into some sort of... It doesn't have to be, like, super hard-hitting point because it is, like, this funhouse horror, like, body yeah. horror thriller thing. So it's it's not like I need it to be like super thought provoking, but I, I would like something that is like oh, it's so interesting how they decided to like make any sort of statement about that uh, idea of it. But I do think I I don't think that they showed a lot of it in the trailer, but I think it's gonna excuse me. Oh, are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's going to be funny. Uh, yeah, I think it will too. Do, could you tell just a little yeah. bit like they weren't really showing? Like even just the fact that they're like, yeah, we're a non-for-profit that facilitate, facilitates American companies outside of the U.S. And that is the company that has this happen to it. I was like, that's kind of funny. Like a non-for-profit that's getting terrorized. Yeah, that's like, true. I thought that that was really funny. And that's a really, so funny? In a so funny kind of way. It's so funny? In, in like a dark black comedy, yeah, you know, dark comedy kind of way. I thought it was really I wonder funny. if it'll be like um, a Cabin in the Woods type thing where it's like a I mean, serious movie, but then it's like actually a comedy. It's so funny because to me, Cabin in the Woods was so overtly hilarious. <laughs> and I watched it with people who did not laugh. And I was like, there, this this isn't hidden comedy. Like if you watch, right, um, what's the movie, the, the slasher house invasion movie uh you're next if you watch you're next you might not laugh because it's a little more subtle humor did you see you're next uh-uh. it's really fun it's on netflix actually you it's should really watch fun it. and funny everyone should check it out it's now. so fun fun funny it's but, so fun fun funny but I, I remember seeing it with a group of people in theaters and we were laughing really hard i can just picture you laughing i picture you when we saw the avengers the first time yeah yeah like if you've it never was... like seen mathis like amped <laughs> amped as hail we're gonna get to that. In Go a back second. in time and come see the Avengers with us, because yeah, there was a lot of hoot and hollering. Yeah, there was a ton of laughing. It was the thing with Avengers and Year Next is that it's the type of comedy, comparable movies, <laughs> <laughs> comparable movies, in the sense that it's the type of comedy that I really like. Whenever I can tell that the yeah. director is looking right at me and telling me a joke, yeah, and you it get makes those. So happy. You always like pick up on those yeah. things in movies because you get it. You get like the whole process of writing mm-hmm. and. So. But but what I was thinking, or what I was going with, was that um, when we went and saw your next in theaters, me and a few of my film friends that went, we were laughing really hard at it, and everyone else in the theater was like, "Can you stop laughing?" I that's what I was gonna say. I yeah. bet they were. And we were like, "This is a comedy horror 
excuse you for not laughing. It's a funny movie. In the sense that like people weren't laughing during Nightcrawler either. And I was like, this is... I wouldn't have laughed during Nightcrawler. There's a lot of funny stuff in Nightcrawler. Yeah, but I wouldn't be like... Ah, no, no, I wasn't Drax ah, laughing like at, at everyone. Ah. No, no, I was just... I was giggling a lot through that movie. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal trying to sell himself... You know, like, listen, I'm a really hard worker, and I understand the American dream is dying, but I can do this thing. You yeah. know, I was like, that's it's just this really so funny. funny. And it's funny retrospectively thinking about it as he becomes a little more uh, monstrous and evil as it goes on. Or at least he just gets the opportunities to show his evil mm-hmm. darker side a little bit more. Like, it's funny just thinking that that's what he's going to become. This guy who is re- rehearsing the, the uh, like, interview-esque questions to like get you the job you know i don't know i think it's funny that's okay i don't remember what oh we were talking about the balco experiment i was like how did we even get to the balco there's Um, not really much else to say about it because it was just a trailer no uh speaking of trailers though oh my god (laughs) he knows where where i'm going guys so we don't have a full trailer yet we have a 16 second (laughs) teaser for the teaser thank god we don't but um the mummy movie which have we mentioned on this podcast Maybe no, vaguely? no, because we watched it. I think after we, but have we? Uh, we haven't oh. mentioned the Mummy movie coming out at all. I'm. I think. I bet we have. I th- we might have. But if anybody doesn't know about it, it is a, it's a revamp of the franchise. Yeah. And I forgot this, but John told me that it is supposed to be the first film and a whole new um, vision of the classic characters, so Wolfman. Dracula, Frankenstein. They want to make the mummy like, and like a Marvel universe, but with the monsters. So they want a monster yeah. universe essentially, which I'm okay with. Except too. that, and we'll get into like the the more terrible parts of this teaser for the teaser. But it doesn't feel like I just wanted to have some character, and it just feels like a, a washed out. Yeah, concept. to me, it just it shows this teaser trailer is showing me that they are not taking they don't this care. seriously. They don't care about their franchise no. building right now. Because this is supposed to be like the thing that's the platform for it this needs to whole get new thing. Excited, yeah. And literally, yeah. I was like, I literally hate every second of this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's only sixteen seconds. And guys. I was the one out of the two of us that was like, you know, I bet this movie's going to be fine. Like Mathis has his ideas of why the movie won't work, and it's different than the ones I had. But now, if you put them together, this yeah. movie's not going to be great. So here's my thing. Uh, Tom Cruise is the lead in it, and Tom Cruise is not in bad movies. Tom Cruise picks really good movies. Tom Cruise does a really good job as an action hero, and The Mummy, I'm sure, is going to be a action-esque movie mm-hmm. because, I mean, the the, be the original Mummy Cruise movies, running. not the yeah the original not the original Mummy movies, but the last time that they remade The Mummy, mm-hmm. they they went in a completely action adventure direction. They took a lot of the so horror fun. elements out. Yeah, and we were watching it last time that we were together when we were in L.A. and we were like, this is such a fun series yeah you know not the third movie emo tap <laughs> emo dead but um what you brought up about tom cruise can i i'll just give my sense on this yeah. why i hate this teaser trailer oh so, yeah go for it because it, it involves the tom cruise thing okay like yeah. when you watch this teaser to this teaser trailer you just see tom cruise as effing tom cruise yeah. and in my opinion they cast tom cruise because he is the moneymaker. Now, Mathis has his own thing on that Tom Cruise is moneymaker. Um, but I feel like I do not want to see Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise in this. Because it's just, I don't even have anything else to say about it. Like, Well, 
this is we've talked about this a lot on this show when actors are just actors sometimes it's kind of hard for me and john to appreciate their performances and it's there is a place for it like i think that tom cruise is a good actor like he's he's really good at what he does but if you're looking for i don't know uniqueness yeah when you're looking for something a little more unique like a different look or a different feel tom cruise isn't really your guy the same way that tom hanks usually isn't your guy and (laughs) um what's who's the guy i always say leo dicaprio or matt damon matt damon is worse yeah yeah but like, just, at least Leo DiCaprio's like, look, I have a beard now. And you're like, exactly. okay, well, you're trying to look a little different, but you're still Leo to me. I feel like they just casted him so that people would come see mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. And uh, you said, er- you can say what you said earlier about yeah. Tom Cruise. I, I don't believe, I don't believe that the star system exists a lot anymore. And a lot of like uh, film papers and film sites are saying this. They don't think that the ability to cast a superstar in a movie <clears throat> and to be able to use that to make people show up at the movie, people are like, that's not a thing anymore. Like, putting putting Gene Kelly on the front of a poster used to bring people to the theaters. Right. And now it's, when you put Tom Cruise on the Mummy poster, it doesn't bring people to the theaters. But I think that the familiarity is bringing people to the theaters now. People want what they already know they like. So if you remind them, hey, you like The Mummy. Remember The Mummy movies? The Mummy Mummy movies were great. Mm -hmm. You like Tom Cruise? Think about all the Tom Cruise movies you like. You know, so all I wanted from them is to give Tom Cruise a a scar on his face, give him longer hair, hey, buzz his head, make him look something different than Jack Reacher, than all the Mission Impossible movies, than what else did he he just do? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, remember Edge of Tomorrow, like yeah, Oblivion. Um, All of these. He looks yeah. the same. Yeah. And it's just... Yeah. I w- yeah. I don't think I, I remembered... <laughs> I don't think I remembered it was a modern interpretation until we watched the... Oh. Until we watched the thing, and I was like, you're not really convincing me that this probably would have be a liked modern it thing. If it was a, in the past. Because A, he mm-hmm. probably would have dressed in past clothes, it which would make happier. him look different. Yeah. But could I don't I don't know. I think at, he's even wearing point. a jacket in the trailer, and he, he always is, wears yeah, those stupid always wears that, leather jacket, black that jet black jacket, and he's just like Ugh. he like whips his hair in the wind and yes. like runs off into the distance. Oh my god! But you should talk about well, why you don't like my other element. Why yeah. I don't like because we don't Let's, we don't necessarily agree on this part. But I think you kind of see where I'm coming from, though. I definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah, but this just yeah. So the the big <laughs> we're going to talk these... around it for this whole time so that you guys don't know what's happening. <laughs> We do that sometimes. Yeah, we it's try. A, it's a bad habit. We're sorry. My bad. Um, so the thing about all these classic monster movies is they have this like horrific vibe to them. Like all these people are brutal beasts that are like half man and half beast. Dracula has this like vampire side to him and he's also this classy man and the wolf man, same sort of element, maybe not as much of the classiness. The mummy, not as much as the the classiness, but these are still things where it's like half beast and half man. Mm-hmm. They're they're not full monsters, but I don't like that the mummy is a female in this new movie because I don't think that 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 brooding nature, that like brutality, that like um, towering figure with like the 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 big. Um, chiseled face or like the broad shoulders like all those elements of when you see them like silhouetted there it's like someone is coming for you i don't think it works as well with a woman because they're not scary they're not brutes yeah they don't have that like 
vibe to them, mm-hmm. you know? So I just, I just, doesn't it almost was, make it scarier though? Because you wouldn't suspect it. And so it's kind of like this perhaps. Yeah. But I, I just imagine them like trying to show her being this corpse coming for these people in the movie and them trying to make it seem really scary. And I'm watching it going, uh, it's not really scaring me, but I mean, also looking at the trailer, I don't even think they want to be scary because they don't care. They're right. just like, look, she's not like us because she's dead. You know, like I just, so I think that it won't be just because it's a woman that it fails. I think it will be, they're not trying to be funny or not, not funny. What am I saying? They're <laughs> not, they're not trying to be scary at all. Like it's not going to work. Cause they're just, they're just like, look at Ethan Hunt, try to catch a mummy, you know? I'm glad that you said Ethan Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> or look at Jack Reacher trying to catch yeah, the Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, I mean, when you phrase it like that, I, I do agree with you. Um, but I would like to think that we're getting to a place in society where it's, I guess it's the feminism in me. I'm like, I want us mm-hmm. to have equal opportunities. And yeah, I, want I know women why it to ruffles, be scary. I know why it just ruffles Just as scary as men. Um, yeah, but, but on, a, I think, on a biological level. I wouldn't say biological. I would say on a, like a psychological level, you know, because we've been just okay. we've been told these gender roles and that women aren't as scary as men. And I think it is just stature wise, you know, because men are physically bigger and deba- debatably physically stronger for most most of the time. Um, and so obviously they would be scarier. And that's what I mean by biological sense to it. Yeah. Like a man is going to walk into a room and overpower people more than a woman is going to. Right. So when the man is the mummy... You're like, is he gonna is he gonna break his face off? Is he gonna snap him yeah. in two? Is he gonna throw him off the balcony? Is he gonna eat him with the bugs? You know, right. like, and you don't typically have that with women, and that that is yeah. true. Um, so hopefully they bring a different element into it. Yeah, I want them to prove me wrong, and I, I've said this with a lot of different things where they're taking the like female angle, like the Ocean's Eight thing. It's like mm-hmm. I want you to prove me wrong. Make show me that it works, and I will be fair to it. Ghostbusters mm-hmm. is not Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is not a, a great movie, right? But they did a they did a really good job with it, and I think that to a degree they proved me wrong. Mm. They they like made it work, in the sense of I believed that all these women were formed into a team in a natural way. Like there's other elements that don't work as far as the writing and the performances, just slightly. Like I'm not going to criticize the movie hard because I actually really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but um. You know, to a degree, they proved me wrong. That's, that's all I was going to say with that, you know. Right. I went, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm having a good time watching this, you know. Yeah, well, let's just hope that Mommy proves us wrong in every way. Because right now, I'm not way. excited. Yeah. Um, and I was full on ready for this movie. Um, Maybe the actual trailer will be good. But that was just a terrible teaser to the teaser trailer. Yeah. I like, mean, also coming back to the horror element, they didn't show us anything scary whenever they showed us the mummy. No, they it was showed so us typical. the coffin, and I went, that's not scary. They showed us the, <laughs> yes. the eye shot. I was like, that's yeah. not scary. They, they showed, showed us, us Jack Reacher. <laughs> that's not scary. <laughs> it's scary in its own way. Yeah. Looking at you, Scientology. <gasps> What's the Twilight theme? I forgot. The. That's it. Tom Cruise will relive his life in multiple bodies. And it just and cuts different the, like, stories scenes forever. from him and Scientologists, people at a conference. Yeah. Like, ah! Exactly. He's like, I can't wait to have my own planet. Oh, wait, that's the Mormons. Yeah, I think it is Mormon. Yeah. Anyways, let's just move Very on uncultured. Don't listen to anything I, I just said. Too. I am too. <laughs> uh, 
we're getting to the end of the year. We're getting closer to the Oscars. We're getting closer to all the Oscar movies. Oh yeah, that'll be exciting. Star Wars. We're getting closer to La La Land, uh, Silence, which we talked about last episode. Like it's a really exciting time. But one of my favorite movies this year, like probably top three, definitely top five, probably top three, was Hell or High Water. I don't think I talked about it on the podcast very much. I don't think so either. But we just watched it uh, tonight. Mm -hmm. I watched it for a second time and I got John to watch it. Yes. You know, it's one of my favorites of the year, so I wanted to hear what you had to say about it. Yeah, I actually really liked it. And, you know, there's not a lot of elements in it that I would typically like. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't typically go for the cowboy-type movies. I forgot about that whenever I told you you needed to watch it. (laughs) Um, Like, if I just watched the trailer, there's really nothing in it that would draw me to see it. Um, Because it seems like one that, you know, there's not going to be a lot of music there's not going to be a lot of i mean there there's going to be a lot of action but it's going to be it's going to be paced a lot differently than an action movie mm-hmm. um and those i typically don't like run to see uh, but it was actually like a really really good movie and yeah. i think that the story itself was written very well like the script was really really good but i think what really made it work and what made it dynamic was the performances um, and both of us are a huge fan of Chris Pine and we both mm-hmm. loved him in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Ben Foster was also amazing in it. He's so good, um, he's yeah. so, he's, he's just so funny in it too. He's definitely the comedic, um, Jeff Bridges too, though. Jeff Bridges had so many, he did. And jokes. honestly, Jeff Bridges is getting a little on my nerves cause that's the type of character he does in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like think about it when I watch him in every different movie. It's like he does mm-hmm. that like mumbling like old guy yeah. in a lot of movies. With like the just draw when he speaks. You but know? weirdly like you can not, you can really just watch him in that character in all the movies that he's in doing it. It's very odd. Like I feel like in definition I wouldn't like that because mm-hmm. it's very Matt Damon like and we've talked about Matt Damon. <laughs> um but yeah, there's just something about Jeff Bridges that he really allows himself into the character. Um, and you believe he, it. Yeah, which... he, he gives his movies personality. Yeah. Like I can't imagine anybody else playing that character in that movie. No. He just, he he breathes life into all of those scenes. He really, especially like the epilogue, which you brought up at the end. Like it's yeah. such a powerful epilogue and it really does give it like that extra layer. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost has a fourth act to it where the most of the story is over. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but there's a little more we want to say. And it leaves you with like this like tension, mm-hmm. but not a type of tension where it ends and you're like, I want to see more. Cause really I don't want to see more. No, I yeah. liked that it ended with that tension. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's such, it's such an, an odd movie in a sense that I typically probably wouldn't have liked it. Um, but it worked in a way that was very, very good. Yeah. A lot of people are calling it the new Western, like the genre is new Western in the sense that, it's the closest thing to a Western that you can make and still set it in like 2016. Yeah. And it's like slow. I guess it's not very slower paced. It depends um, on the viewer. Yeah. Because I thought it was really fast. Yeah. You know, you definitely aren't like checking your watch while you watch it. No, because they're just moving to the next thing. And one of my, one of my favorite things about movies is whenever they're like, we'll tell you that when we get there, like just keep watching. That's the way the midnight special was. And that's the way that Hell or High Water is. There's and it's a written lot of in a way where it's know. like, sometimes when they do that, they're like, they tease it in a way that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes sense. Like they, like they, they kind of like, talk about it and they don't. Yeah, they force like, they force it into the script. And mm-hmm. this one, they kind of allowed it to flow a little better. 
Well, what's funny to me about that is that if you just approach stories naturally, that's how things would happen. Mm-hmm. People are not talking about the things that they need the audience to hear. Right. You know, they're not commentating exactly but like in their conversations. Yeah. Like sitting in a room, explaining everything to the audience in their conversations, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt telling us how dreams work in Inception. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like stop. <laughs> is this the only way that this works? Could they not do anything else? Right. Yeah. In Inception's defense, this is a tangent now, but they don't describe the dreams right off in the front of the movie. Like, okay, the first thing you need to know about dreams, you know, like Leo DiCaprio is in that like Chinese mansion and like crazy shit is happening. Like when the floods start coming in and you're like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. You know, so, and they do the kick, you know, where they drop him in the bathtub and you're like, I don't know what's going on. This is a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry guys. But Inception. (laughs) But in you know, I don't want to be too hard in the movie. I don't want to just no, be it, a hater. It's a good. I mean, that was. Now I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> that was like the first movie, I feel like, ever that really tried an abstract idea in a way that was fun, and that actually got people thinking about, I don't know, interesting weird things like that. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, I guess, I don't know. What was uh, Tarantino's first one? Or not first one. The one that goes backwards? Pulp Fiction. The no, Pulp Fiction that's not is... the one I'm talking about. Um, the oh, one Reservoir Guy, Dogs? No, the one with Guy Pierce. It's not. It's oh. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah, Mo- Memento. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's maybe it's Christopher Nolan in general that like really just pushes the idea of story. Or not pushes, um, challenges the idea of stories. And Nothing like, has what done a, it to the degree of story? Memento. Memento no, is true. just... Oh. Memento. My my mento, my mento. Well, now that we went on seventeen tangents, yeah, we can probably move on. I think so. People are probably like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, this conversation is four years late. Yes, that's exactly. what they're saying. Where's two thousand eight again? <laughs> You're still two thousand and late. Yes, <laughs> I like the old Kanye. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. There's like like I was saying before. There's a ton that's about to come out. So if anybody yeah. is like watching something right now that we're not talking about, literally, feel right free to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we're not talking about it in this very moment, feel free to reach out to us and we'll try to uh, we'll try to like pick up the pieces and yeah. and watch some stuff that we're not watching. And if you guys want to hear our thoughts, which, which quite you... <laughs> possibly they may just a little bit want to hear. Maybe, maybe, I mean, yeah. maybe if we're lucky. So something really cool happened in the political realm yeah. within the last, well, it for was, when this is coming out, within the last few days. Yeah, because it's trending tonight even, on yeah. Saturday night on Facebook still. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's trending right now. Like right now, guys. Like right now. <laughs> right freaking now. Freaking now. Um. So, okay, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Basically two personalities who run two different shows political shows on two different sides Mm -hmm. of political views got together and had a 26 minute conversation it's um on trevor noah's show yeah who is now the the daily show daily show and he has on tommy lauren and tommy lauren hosts final thoughts Mm -hmm. on the blaze network the blaze is run by glenn beck and the blaze is a very um a huge alternative news network largely dominating or most of their numbers come from social media like mm-hmm. you know 
that sort of deal. Right. But, uh, yeah, he basically just has Tommy Lauren on and they talk about all sorts of things. They talk about the Trump presidency. Yeah. They talk about the black lives matter movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They talk about what else? Immigration. They They talked about about immigration. They talked about, uh, Colin Kaepernick's, uh, yeah, the KKK things. Yeah, that's right. They talked about the KKK to a degree. They talked about, um, supporting Trump despite all the things that he said, Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Trevor Noah asking Tommy Lauren, how could you support this man when he does this and this? And just being a woman and all the things uh, Donald Trump said and still supporting him. Exactly. Her Um, being a woman, um, victimhood, things like that. I, uh, we watched it at the coffee shop Mm -hmm. earlier. We sat down and we watched it together. Uh, What, I mean, we talked a lot about it, so I kind of know what you think, but walk us through this. You know, it's something that actually really needs to happen more um, mm-hmm. because it was done in a way that, you know, two people from completely opposite sides, like Trevor Noah is very much like r- left side liberal. Very um, liberal guy. Yeah. yeah. And this girl, Tommy, um, <laughs> it sounds weird to say <laughs> this girl, Tommy, um, she's like far right. And one thing that whenever I see Tommy, she's she's a very aggressive tone. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, um, like on Fox News and all that, and this is not not just on the right side. The left side people do this too, but like political channels and p- political TV shows, they come across in a way that they have to talk in this aggressive manner, and almost in a clickbaity manner, where they have to like say what they want and say it so aggressively, and make sure that you know, they, I don't know, it's very aggressive, and so I don't typically like her. But what I liked about this interview is that they came together and they talked about it in a civil way. They really didn't Mm -hmm. argue. I mean, they did debate each other, Mm -hmm. but they never like raised their voice to each other. And I actually really respected that. Um, But in saying that, they both also um, were not open to each other's views. Like there's very much. And that's kind of my thing with like debates. And I think the thing that. Sorry. The thing that's (laughs) wrong with our system of debating is that I feel like there's no use in debating someone or having a discussion with someone about these types of topics if both parties are not willing to give up something they believe in. Um, in meaning... Every that, time? Yeah, like they're not willing, though, to challenge their own beliefs by what you're saying. True, yeah. And I feel like this is the type of thing where neither of them were willing to hear what the other right. person's saying and then change their own idea, their own political beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like they were very much both defending their own um, beliefs on matters. Um, But still, I think it's very important what they did and how they did it. And, uh, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) And they even, Mathis saw that they even went to dinner afterwards and they still talked it out and they're, you know, even though they are on different political sides, you know, they're still putting that aside and allowed to be friends. And I just think it's, it's definitely needed in this environment that we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. Team Z uh, snapped some photos of them after the filming of this show. Yeah. Yeah. But it, this is the one time where I'm like, thank God for TMZ because yeah. it just reaffirmed how happy I am that this happened because it's just these photos of them having this super casual dinner in, I believe New York. Cause that's where Trevor does his show and you just see them and the debate doesn't matter outside of when they are talking about politics Mm -hmm. they are allowed to respect each other they're allowed to have a good time they're allowed to be friends and not believe the same things yeah 
and it's just it's such a powerful image and i never thought i would say that about something that tmz did yeah but it is a really powerful image and i don't even uh i don't like either of them i don't like their shows and i don't like what they say a lot of times or the way that they say them Mm -hmm. but i know the pool that each of them has i know i know the numbers that tommy gets through the um through the the, the 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 broadcasting like the internet broadcast that the blaze does for their shows and based on her her facebook uploads yes. her youtube uploads uh and i know that trevor obviously he gets a he has a ton of publicity he gets he has you know I, i'm pretty sure one of the most popular shows on comedy central right now so i know the significance of them sitting in the room together even if i don't agree with either of them very much on the way that they talk about things. But even that being said, while you're listening to this debate, I'm I'm going, yeah, Trevor's right. Yeah, Tommy's right. Yeah, Trevor's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, Tommy's right. You know, back and forth. I don't like the way that they say a lot of things, but I was like, yeah, that's yeah. that's right. And I, I do think that there's a lot of problems with how the debate went. I think that um, they both pivoted a lot, and you can, you can watch it happening where you're like, oh, yeah, Trevor is avoiding what she is saying to him right now. He is just going to swerve right off and go to the next thing. And there's a lot of times where Tommy just cannot answer him. Yep. And he's like, just give me this answer. And they're asking each other really good questions. Like, what's the one where Trevor couldn't get her to give an answer? It was well, because they were the talking Kaepernick about thing. the Black Lives Matter and how, oh, yes, how because Kaepernick was peacefully protesting by sitting down for the national anthem. And Tommy was like, that's really wrong to do. And Trevor was like, what What could he do to protest uh, she police also, brutality in a way where people are not going to criticize the hell out of him? Because like, she also talked about how, you know, black people shouldn't riot and they shouldn't protest. And so she was saying, you know, they shouldn't riot and protest and they also shouldn't do it peacefully, essentially. So Did he say that? Well, I, kneeling while someone's doing national, that's a peaceful protest. Oh, right. And so Trevor yeah. Noah was saying, you know, how can black people do it? Where What should he have done? Yeah. yeah. Like, and he was literally just asking, like, what's a way that you would, um, you know, see someone and be like, okay, I understand. And I respect mm-hmm. that. And, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it happens to both of them, not to single her out. No. Be- yeah. But it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good move. Uh, I do... I totally agree with you that the what social media has done to the political it's sphere so is it's really aggressive, but it's what works. Tommy is aggressive in this inter er, debate slash interview, and Tommy is really aggressive. Uh, aggressive? I'm saying that aggressive is right. like not necessarily the right word to use, but I don't tip, I don't really know how to explain the tone that people use on these type of shows. Because it is very forceful. To me, it's an aggressive tone. Oh, okay. Maybe it's too much. Is it too intensive of a word? Because it, well, it I just like feels like she is talking is. to you like this. John, I well, have something like, to tell you. And if you, you think differently, then you are an asshole. Like, it's like, yeah. this is it. And if yeah. you don't think this, then you are wrong. Yeah, um, and, and that's the way that the, the headlines read for a lot of things yes. that she does. And she has to say these things in this way if she wants her videos to make more money. If she right. wants her show to make more We money. also talked about this and at the, the coffee shop. that's the vicious cycle of it. Too, was the clickbait. Like, that, we are living in the world of clickbaits. And it's so... Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's like... <sighs> destructive? Yes. Vindictive? It is. Yes. It, destructive is a good word. It's mm-hmm. destructive to anyone because, really, they might not even mean the title that they're saying. 
Um, and they do it in a way that it just, it really brings like a very toxic environment. Well, and the problem is though, like they need to do that in order for people to care because they can't give like a very mm-hmm. average title and think people are going to click on it. And that's just the sad truth, unfortunately. It's the truth, yeah. But uh, it's not going to help. Like the political environment, even if people came together and had very calm debates, the clickbait thing that we still live in would mm-hmm. ruin that. Right. And and so, this isn't the most calm debate, but, you know, we saw a Huffington right. Post um, a headline about it. And it's it was an example to a lot of responses that I'm sure that this interview is going to get that people, even if they try to be as civil as they can about the situation, which they largely were, um, yeah. people are going to still do that destructive um, nature about advertising how this debate went. And I can't even remember now what, what HuffPost was either. saying, but it was just like um, the headline was something along the lines of Trevor Noah proved why there's no point in hearing out someone who's like crazy <laughs> and uh, racist. Yeah. And it was just so aggressive. And I like my eyes got so wide and I showed you, I was like, I can't even believe that they would say that. Well, it's like, almost like, did they even watch this video? I mean, exactly. And 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 I was reading the article, and they were like, I watched that video five times, and I didn't see any discourse going on. It's just like, okay, it's not perfect, uh, yeah. but you're just like the the worst part is the the headline, obviously, because that's what we're talking about right now. Because the headline's just like, this proves why you shouldn't let people like that be on your show. Excuse me, what? Like yeah, we should be encouraging it, you yeah. know, and especially, I mean, li- really props to her for going on a liberal mm-hmm. show where obviously the studio and audience is not going to clap for anything. She says Mm-mm. Trevor Noah could you sneeze can, and they would clap. Yeah. And, and you I can mean, hear them booing things every yeah. time that she speaks and she just, she just keeps going and, and I give her props me for wish they were in a room by themselves doing it. At first I thought they were cause like no one, like you could not hear anyone in the studio and then eventually, which, which comes back to something else that both of us really liked it feels very unscripted for a uh, what is essentially a late night show like it's the same thing like yeah. a late night show but it doesn't feel like they're walking through the motions or the beats it feels like it's, it's all very it's offhand. a very real conversation and, it, and that's why it's so quiet in the room yeah. because it's like they're not trying to fill everything with a laugh and people it's a very are serious enter- and conversation. it's very entertaining like to actually see two people on two different sides pretty calmly talk about these types of topics mm-hmm. and to you know ask each other hard questions about things that they've said it's very entertaining and that's why i think that if we did this more it would a it would bring like a healing environment to the political place that we are in it's a but at the same time it's very entertaining and i think more entertaining Mm -hmm. i think more people would actually learn about politics and be more willing to talk to people on the other side because it's just it's such a toxic environment you need to mirror what you want to happen and i respect the showrunners i respect trevor i respect tommy so much for like creating that that symbol and creating that atmosphere like it's just it makes me really happy because you can't just talk you can't just talk what you want to happen and not go anywhere with mm-hmm. it and they actually took a huge step i think so and, too and, and i hope that people other people see that and they say wow the the viewership was great for this um there's a lot of like responses coming out about it we should do that again like and my fear is that what's trending is the two sides going you know this person was you know not listening this person called her racist like they're gonna Mm -hmm. try to pin it against each other Mm -hmm. when really i wish it was trending because they said 
here's two people from two sides having a good discussion on politics. Yeah, and I kind of disagree with you in the sense that you always need to give in a debate. Like, that's just the nature of debate. Like, sometimes you just, you don't give, and that's kind of the spirit of it. But I think that, I don't get the point, though. That's my thing. Like, why, well, that, why argue with say. someone if... I, th- I think, like, a secondary point to it, or maybe the primary point, in my opinion, is that two people are being very steadfast in their beliefs, but they're willing to talk to each other. And but what's the point of talking? That. Like, honestly, what's the point? If for, you're not trying the, to understand... For the other people. For all then, of us... Then it's just a show. And I feel like that's not going to help either. Like, these two people need to learn from each other just as much yeah. as the audience themselves. Yeah, but I think that regardless of whether e- either of them is going to walk away having submitted any sort of point, we can see where um, points on the right don't work and we can see where points on the left don't work and we can go, oh, yeah. He's right. Oh, yeah. She's right. But the yeah. thing is, we're not going to get anywhere if they don't try to understand each other. And that... We maybe. They know if they don't. They they wouldn't. I see what you're saying, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was something else I was going to say about it. Oh, something else I really love about it is that they both acknowledge that they speak to bubbles. Like They speak to bubbles? What does yeah, that mean? Trevor is speaking. The only people who watch Trevor's show are people on the left. The only people that watch Tommy are people on the right. And they're both like, yeah, we're both speaking to a bubble. And and by making this show happen, this video shows up in both different bubbles. Yeah. It's like people who are who never watch Trevor Noah because they hate him. Or maybe they don't hate him, that's dramatic. But they they just think that he's a a dummy. Yeah. They're gonna watch this video with Trevor because Tommy talked to him. And people who who just think that Tommy Lauren is this dumb young blonde girl right. who, who just rips Colin Kaepernick apart and gets 12 million views on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they're going to watch this video with her because Trevor talked to her. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a good thing. It's not perfect, but if we can just keep this going over the next few years, I think that people, like you said, people find that stuff entertaining and they want to tune in. They want to. They want to hear. I mean, I'm not even. I'm not even against calling it a Tommy versus Trevor thing. Like, Mm-mm. you know, like this idea versus this idea. You're Tommy not against Trevor. that. Is that no, I'm saying? not against calling it that. Like, it's a little battle esque, but still, like, I just. I think it's a lot better than where we're at right now, where we're just shouting, yeah, we're name calling each other, and we're not actually. And we're just talking, talking in extremes, which is not helpful either. Exactly. That's what I was going to say too. With talking to the bubble. Uh, Tommy obviously says things in a over over dramatic kind of way yes. because it's it appeals to the social media mm-hmm. uh, headlining type of mentality and Trevor does it too but when you put two people on different sides in the same room neither of them is going to talk that way they're both going <laughs> right. to talk in a way and I've seen this happen with more people than Trevor and Tommy people talk in a much more uh, civil way typically Whenever they're talk, they're talking to someone who's not going to agree with anything they say. They're going to try to say in a way where they can actually sound a little more civil, a little more reasonable, a little more um, calm. And I, I really like that. I really liked that about this mm-hmm. because if if you watch either of them on their own, it is just like, oh my goodness, like what are you saying? Like someone needs to check you right now. Yeah. And it's I don't know. It's nice. I like that a lot about it. I do too. I'll probably watch it again. I think I will too. I, I I pray that someone goes. Oh, we should do that too. 
Yeah, seriously. I mean, you know, it's what. Yeah, and in this video, um, Tommy obviously is got that tone like you're talking about because she is answering only questions. She is. But only it's honestly doing not answers. as bad because I've watched some of her videos and mm-hmm. I get so fumed. Like, yeah, you're and like, I mean, granted, I'm like, <sighs> I'm, I'm left. So like, anything she really talks about is, I'm probably not going to agree with. Mm-hmm. But like, she says it in such a way that like really like irks me to the point of like where i don't e- i can't even watch it and i thought I, she was watchable in here for me yeah you know she wasn't as yeah. dramatic um and i mean i i've got people like that too like i can't stand exactly Samantha v because not right. only does she say it in that that goddamn dumb tone but she also okay, um, that wasn't necessary <laughs> <laughs> not only does not only does she say things in that yeah ridiculous tone but she i just does. don't agree with anything that she says and i'm like oh my gosh right. i have to shut this off like she just needs to stop and it's because she's speaking to that bubble but what i was going to say was when you're preaching to a choir you know people are like yeah keep going exactly that's why they eat it up that's why they yeah. keep watching that's why and they like, share it on facebook because they're like she said everything that i believe yeah you know uh but it, you know trevor is obviously a lot more calm because he's just asking questions the whole time asking questions, and he's asking on his questions. turf which is and probably a lot more turf. comfortable so it would um, be really great if trevor went on her show and she was like um i'm gonna ask you a ton of questions yeah. and you're gonna I, they should really do that they should flip-flop yeah um and that would be very be interesting really cool. that'd be really really cool god i really hope we have more of this maybe we just need to create our own content you and me yeah we are creating our own content i know but we could do more <laughs> i can't okay so <laughs> tune in next week when Wait john talks by himself <laughs> to himself we literally could not get the energy to start recording this that's true before we started how would we create more than we're creating right now i know i just we're uh, we're trying let's just move on we can talk about this later (laughs) (laughs) i have a lot of thoughts about it i have many thoughts yeah i feel like i just keep saying like i'm very impressed with this like yeah and i love it like i really do love i want to love politics because i do but like this political Mm -hmm. this whole like two years of you know this election has really made me not like politics because it's Mm -hmm. been the politics of the extreme yeah and i feel like even people on both the far both sides aren't as extreme as they think they are because they feel like they have to be in this political field and it's just not it's not healthy for anyone Mm -hmm. um and it's just it's just so draining and this is not like this fills me up in a no, way that yes, like, really makes point. me feel good things. That's a good point. It, it didn't. It did not frustrate me. If anything, yeah. You know, even when they were saying things that I was like, "Oh my god!" And I feel like everyone's no. drained after this, yeah. you know, election. Yeah, on both sides. Even, well, I, good. I was gonna say even people that like really wanted Trump to win, I bet they feel drained just from like having to I, be I so defensive. I can tell you, they do. Yeah. Yeah, just from being so defensive. I mean, that's what it was. It was like everyone on both sides was so defensive this election that mm-hmm. no one was able to talk to each other in a civilized manner. Yeah. How can you vote for Hillary? Right. How can you vote for Trump? Yeah, How could you? How could you? How could you? You know, it's like, Oh my goodness. Can this be over? Yeah. And now that <laughs> it is, we're all this. just like slumped on a couch being like, how do we fill ourselves up? And this is the type of stuff mm-hmm. that will fill people up. Well, I also wonder if, because if, if the fact that Trump won has anything to do with this, where there's people on Trevor's show saying, we should really hear somebody on the right because this is such a this is such a strange thing that has happened like yeah. someone won that not even people on the right thought were gonna was gonna win yeah. like everybody is so just like taken off guard by this so uh t-boned to well, use yeah metaphor i love that metaphor <laughs> t-bone. The t-bone metaphor yeah <laughs> 
Exactly. Like, it's almost like they, they took a step back and they went, let's hear from somebody. Like, this is weird. Who's that one guy that was on Chelsea? The guy that you don't like? Van Jones. Yeah. So yeah. what you didn't see earlier in the episode was he was saying that um, he went to Ohio and talked to people that voted for Obama twice and then voted for Trump. And he was saying that, you know, just learning, talking with them civilly and understanding why like they that. voted for Trump really made him understand how someone who voted for Obama could vote for Trump and not vote for Hillary. And I just think those are the types of conversations we need because it humanizes that's, that's people. Awesome. Um, yeah. And it was nice coming from him because I know that he is, you know, very much a liberal and um, very much yeah. speaks out on that left side, um, probably in an extreme way sometimes. And so to hear someone say that and almost encourage it um, was also one of those things that like really is filling. Well, I do, he does. And we were talking about this earlier. He does. I don't like what the things that he says or the way that he talks, but he does encourage bipartisan behavior because like I was telling you, he, he did a Facebook live event for mm -hmm. a half hour to an hour. I can't remember how long it was, but him and Newt Gingrich just sat down in a room and they were talking to each other about the things that they believed and things that they liked about each other. And I was like, this is really hard for me to watch, yeah. but I'm glad they did it. You know, this yeah. is, I mean, the Tommy and Trevor thing is infinitely better than, than that, but yeah, I'm so would, glad they did it. I'm glad I'm, they did it. I feel like we've said that 18 times. <laughs> if this was a drinking game, people would be smashed. Um, <laughs> oh, hell I, yeah. I would encourage people to, when they watch it, to really let your defenses down because you can get very easily defensive with mm -hmm. what, whatever side you're on. When the other person says something that you don't agree with, it's easy to be like, oh, well, you know, you're wrong. And I even had to check myself a few times in it. And I really, you know, I it's empathize with Tommy in a way that I didn't think I would. And I was understanding why she thought the way she did. Mm. Um, and I think yeah. that's what's most important um, about this whole thing. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I was going to like be defensive in my own remark and then I checked myself. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, to close out the episode. Yeah. Good. We just wanted to say, uh, this, I guess it's a statistic. It's a statistical scenario. If, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard this before, but if there I had were never heard of it before today really by the way. okay no. so it's a statistical scenario if there were only 100 people on earth and there's there's something about human nature where the only thing that exists is your life in a mm -hmm. lot of moments and your, your culture day -day, your culture in america the way that you think the people that you surround yourself by the bubble aspect when you're yeah. talking about politics um and i think a lot of times i don't even know where this conversation is going to go or if it's going to be a huge conversation but it's something that uh, we read together mm -hmm. and it just takes your brain outside of your life for a moment yeah. and you go there's a lot more to the world than what I see and thank God for the internet because it's making it a little bit easier mm -hmm. you know but um, it's it, it helps you center yourself if you can remove yourself from your situation yeah. with the world helps you center yourself to the rest of the world in a sense Yeah. so we're going to read through it together a little bit yep um, and really, and I think what I like about it is it really just speaks for itself. Like we're, we'll give mm -hmm. our like thoughts on it, but really it just, it shows us how small we are in this world. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can just switch off. Mm -hmm. So if the world were a hundred people, there would be 50, 50 fam female to male ratio. 50 would be female. 50 would be male. Did I say female first? Mm -hmm. Um, so 
Cool. Equal. Hashtag equality. 25 of them would be children. There would be 75 adults, nine of of whom would be 65 and older. There would be 60 Asians, 16 Africans, 14 people from the Americas, and 10 Europeans. Now, this one was very interesting to me because I don't think we understand how many people are in the continent of Asia, especially because when you think about the Americas, you know, that's talking about Canada, America, Mexico, South America, and that that is only 14 people when the Asian uh, culture has six, 60, six zero. That's like four times the amount of people in mm-hmm. those countries. And that's only in like Asia, which is just mind blowing. It's crazy. And I can only imagine like the overcrowd, like that's a whole conversation about like the overcrowding overpopulation um, of Asia. But uh, next one, 31 are Christians, 23 are Muslims, 15 are Hindus, seven are Buddhists, eight practice all different religion altogether, and 16 who would not be aligned with a religion. Uh, the first thing I want to say, because it just popped into my mind, was that there's always a religious spirit to everybody. And I think that's something I that disagree. we could talk about. Oh, good. We just not using it. the word religious, because that, that signifies they go to a church and they have I suppose, you know, yeah. a practice that is not just, you know. That's true. But uh, the first thing that came to mind was just adolescism in the sense that everybody has something that they are uh, anchored to in a sense, or it's like a corner, a cornerstone of their existence to use like yeah. Westworld language, you know, like there's something that everybody is engaged to. Right. Obviously you can't uh, oh. put that into this statistic, but um, I think religion specifically, they're talking about like a practice that you do and you identify with like that type of church. Yeah. <clears throat> I think this is important because I mean, if you think about this, like there's a hundred people standing in this room and this is everybody only 31. (laughs) Yeah. In this room, only 31 of them are Christians. And obviously I could speak from that perspective more than, um, any of the other ones. Mm -hmm. It just reminds me that, uh, in that 31, not even all of them are going to see things the same way that I do, you know? Yeah. Like not even those 31 are going to see things the same way that I do. And this whole, this whole room is not filled with people who see God the same way. Mm -hmm. The important thing, it's okay, Mathis, (laughs) the important thing to me is that what is 100 minus 16? That's 84, 84 people are talking to God. That's, that's what I take away from that. I'm like, there's a lot of people who like, this is not, this is not a atheistic world. You know, mm-hmm. like this right. is a world that strives for spirituality. And there's just different things that people, you know, connect to. And what I really like about this is, you know, I'm, I have like such a heart for people that like believe in different things. Um, and especially in yeah. like this time where, you know, the Muslim community is being hounded so badly and they have such a bad name to them to see that 23 out of the 100, you know, really believe in this you know belief system um to me it's just like we need to be a little more empathetic about this you know if 31 believe in the christian god um the muslim uh you know religion 
I would argue, believe in the same God. They call it different. You know, they call it Allah. But to they me, do. they yeah. believe in God. Like Allah means God. They believe in like an over, uh, I was going to say overpowering, like an overarching God, the same as the Christians do, you know. And well, I don't know how many people truly believe that uh, uh, Islam is a violent religion. So I don't know how many people I'm actually speaking to in saying this. Right. But I think if you think of this whole this whole room of 100 people and 23 of them are Muslims, it reminds you that it is not an overarching violent religion because there's so many people in this room mm-hmm. that are that are Muslims. And it's just what they connected to. And that's a lot of people that connect to that religion. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like we can't just see it and tell them that they're wrong when there's this many people that connect to it. There's this many, yeah. You know? Yeah. Same with Hindus. I mean, Hindus get a bad rap too because they they believe in multiple gods. So there's a lot of Hindus out there. Then there's the peaceful Buddhists. Um, So this is in regard to religion. 12 would speak Chinese. Six would speak Spanish. Only five would speak English, mm-hmm. four would speak Hindi, three would speak Arabic, three would speak Bengali, three would speak Portuguese, two would speak Russian, two would speak Japanese, and 60 would speak other languages. That's just amazing to me. I mean, That's insane. And I feel like that just goes back to like the countries and how many people live there. How the fact that 12 people <laughs> out of the 100 would speak Chinese and that English is you know less than half of that is crazy to me it's crazy yeah um 86 would be able to read and write and 14 would not that would be interesting to see how it's changed over the past like 50 years for sure because i feel like i think a lot of these numbers are arching in the right direction i do too i think we've really tried to get people to be more literate um Mm -hmm. in our day and age and i feel like we've been making an like an effort to go to communities across the world that don't have education and that don't um, have the ability to read and write. And we're going there and teaching them. Yeah. There's another one, not just America. I'm not saying like America's great and we go teach everyone. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're Um, making an effort to actually help. Well, this, and this comes through the connectivity that we've been able to achieve in, in a way that we've never had it in, in civilization before the ability to really talk to the rest of the world yeah. The, the ability to reach out into larger communities and for communities to connect to each other. Um, this number and a number coming up, I just rejoice in because I do think that these numbers are going yeah. in the right direction. Why uh, don't you read that one, the one that you're talking about? Uh, so it's at the very end, and it is um, 91 people would have access to safe drinking water, and nine would have no clean or safe water to drink. And nine's still like, quite a lot of people but i mean in in retrospect not in retrospect but like looking at it as a whole 91 people that's that's an a minus and i'll take it oh my god that's so terrible (laughs) that's so terrible but i mean yeah in in a sense i know that there are organizations i'm actually more recently aware of now than i was before there are organizations who are fighting Mm -hmm. to bring that 91 closer and closer to 100 right and i do rejoice in that a lot and i think that we are we are making that number better. We are definitely making that number better. Yeah. Going along with that, one would be dying of starvation, 11 would be undernourished, 22 would be overweight. And one thing me and Matt talk about is that there's no, they don't have the number for people that are just kind of fine, you know, because <laughs> there's yeah. 
what 33 34 yeah, there's like n70 66% where it's just like we're just all doing fine but i think it's great that only one of the people would be dying of starvation well it's really th- this one was really funny to me because literally twice as many people yes. are overweight are too big in in this 100 really people sad. don't get me on my food kick like <laughs> like 11 people it's like the extremes there are just so insane to me. There's yep. 11 people who don't have enough food and there are double the 11 that have too much, that have too much food. Yeah. It's so crazy to me, but it just shows the difference. It really just shows the difference in the economy across the, That's so true. the planet. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, another one, seven would have a college degree and 40 would have an internet connection. What do you think of that? Uh, I think it's the seven for that have a college degree is obviously a little um, surprising, but I think that's only because we live in America. And I feel like America's standard is you go to college. That's kind of what we're Um, getting at with this 100 thing too, because we think we're like, we think everyone has a college degree. Yeah. (laughs) We think we're the center of the world and clearly we are not even close, which I kind of like. It really humbles you. Yeah. I do think that America does bring a lot of these numbers in like a totally different direction. Like yeah. if there is no America, what does that college degree number look like? You know? Right. Seriously. Um, well, the last one is that 78 people would have a place to shelter them from the wind and the rain and 22 would not. God, that's a 22. That's a lot. That's a, that's you know numbers I mean? pretty. That's staggering. Yeah. That number is pretty crazy. It just makes me sad. Yeah. Especially when we think about, you know, people in America that have, you know, a house that could probably fit hundreds of people in it. That one's that one's a lot harder to fix than drinking water, obviously, yeah. because that number is lower. Because there's a way to build more wells, there's a way to supply water, but there there's not a way for people to leave their countries and come live in your big American house. Right, but you well, know, it's just like people are building wells, though they could build shelter. So. You have a good point. You have a good point. Yeah, but then also coming back to that is, it's obviously much more important that we build a well than we build a house, and that's probably why that number is growing too. Right, because no one can live without water. Yeah, I think what's also interesting is if we do make it kind of more about if we think about it more in um, America's terms, that number also includes our homeless population. And I think that our first thought is to go outward and be like, Absolutely. other countries have a lot of people that don't have homes, but we also need to think about our own country and how there's a lot of people that don't have homes in our I, own country. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's a whole nother, I know. a whole nother topic that is just, how do you solve that sort of sadness? It's very, it's very complicated. It's very hard. It is. Yeah. So How's the lifting of an episode? Actually, was I actually really like this episode that we did. It was really good, um, yeah. And th- these numbers, if anybody wants to go look at them, they're on 100people.org, and you can see where all the, the sources yeah. are, and you can read through all the statistics again. Yeah. We just wanted to like throw them out there because I think that it it reminds you of your place in the world, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's not a defeating yeah feeling but you read it and you go yeah the world isn't just people like me and i feel like that takes kind of a burden off of you because i feel like i know for me i feel like we feel like we have to fix all the world's problems but this kind of tells you like you can't really do a whole lot and that should give you a little bit of peace like it's not just your job to fix the world 
Mm. At least that's how I see it. But yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we've been like very like soft spoken this episode. I think it might be because we're not also recording and trying to talk through FaceTime with each other though. That's probably true. So we're, it's just a little more like, I don't know. You like your, your inner canals of your ears kind of like know <laughs> right. how to talk when you're sitting in a room. It's with like we're like at a lounge really quiet and we're room. drinking coffee and we exactly. can actually just talk. Exactly. Yeah. It's been very different. Yeah. I'm sure been... it's going to sound totally different too when people listen to it. I know they're going to be like, wow, it's so peaceful. Like wow, I want to take a nap and not listen to them right now. Hey, Just... if we put you to sleep, sleep. Yeah, I'll assume that's in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, until next week when we're when we're back to normal and not in the same room. Yeah, I guess I do. Well, we say I do tomorrow to each other. We do, but we say I do today to the people. I do, people. <laughs>